Star of 90210, Luke Perry, hospitalized with a serious ailment, which also reminds us that we're all getting kind of old. Also, Nike seeing some backlash after one of their shoe explodes on the foot of Zion Williamson inside of a big game, causing an injury and causing a whole lot of backlash and a lot of changes to ripple effect from this one. Plus, Bryce Harper gets a big fat contract, paying him a lot of money for a long time. But nobody knows bad contracts like the Mets and Bobby Benilla. Nobody knows bad contracts like those guys. We'll talk about those in a bit, but not quite yet, because those stories, while large, not large or bad enough contract enough to talk about in the top 10 list. Not said you. You said these stories weren't quite there yet. So what quite stories are there? While not grammatically correct, we'll talk about them in just a moment. On the wrap-up show with me, Jay Cliffin Payne from This Is A Conversation.com. This is a wrap-up show for the week ending March the 2nd, 2019. And welcome to the show. Jay Cleveland Payne, as I've already said, and this, as I've also said, is the wrap-up show. This is a wrap-up of all of the responses you gave us to the stories we posted all week long, uh, seven and a half, eight days or so, from thisisconversation.com that you got to see on our social media feeds. It's very simple how this thing works. All week long, we post a story about every 50 minutes or so on our Facebook and our Twitter feeds. And as people see them, they respond to them, they react to them. As they're trending, they get really big quick. If they're not trending, it may take a few days for them to get some notice, as we know when how stories work out. So if you want to be a part of all that, just follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. We're also on Instagram at This Is A Conversation. Instagram doesn't give you the chance to really vote as all. And check out our website, This is a conversation.com where we'll have plenty of great features growing there. You can also visit uh, some of our other great sponsors that we'll talk about a little bit later, people to help keep this thing going. This is a worldwide, a global podcast, a global show where we can put stories from all over the world that span various different niches and various different cultures and various different countries. And you get a chance to see that every single week in some of the stories that get picked up. And we try to do our best to post things for the people in their native places. We've also had a shout out for expats in the last week or so. So if you are an expat, you are a former member or former resident of the United States living out there around the world. Let us know where you are. Let us know where you're listening to and what we do for you to provide you. Probably not the greatest news in the world, but as we advertise, the news is not what's always stuck on the breaking news chyron. So it's not all Trump, 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 Cohen, 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 Trump, 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 Kim Jong-un. But we do get a lot of that mixed in there, and Trump finds his way into many things because that's what he do. So without further ado, let's roll into the top ten for this week and let y'all know what y'all said was going on. For story number ten, we will read from the original headline, Navy Federal Credit Union tweets it is aware of, quote, delay with posting of transactions, unquote, on Friday, February the 22nd, when this was posted and when it actually happened. We're going to read a few lines from the story we pulled from Fox 5, uh, Maryland, D.C. area. And the story was updated, so it's not going to read as it originally did because the resolve happened. However, you got the gist of the original headline. Here's what we have from what was updated about five hours that afternoon on Friday. The Navy Federal Credit Union has posted on Twitter that customers are now able to see their deposits in their accounts after many customers encountered problems Friday. Numerous customers tweeted early in the day that they were having account issues. Several tweets from the credit union's official account have acknowledged the problems. One tree said they were receiving a high volume of calls related to the matter. 
In one reply from just before 7 a.m., Navy Federal Credit Union wrote, We are aware there is a delay with posting of transactions. We will update everyone as soon as possible. A tweet around 11 a.m., the credit union said, Members are now able to see the deposits in their accounts. Currently, online banking is unavailable. Members can be experienced intermittent issues assessing our mobile app and phone services. We'll update this message once services are back up. Now, people who have to deal with Navy Federal Credit Union, which gets a lot of pub, there's a lot of commercials out there these days, uh, probably know exactly what has been fixed on this end. From here, we don't get an actual resolution other than some sort of glitch in the system. We're seeing a lot of those these days. And as all our banking is now done in the cloud and all our cash essentially is not cash, but but on cards or different transactions, this could become a bigger problem in bigger situations. Luckily, it only took a few hours to get most of the settlements on this one and about a day or so to figure out what was wrong in the overall action from Navy Federal Credit Union. The man's been eliminated from all actual press around the world, but somehow still gets press. And this one was a really big one that happened. It was basically going on live while you could kind of see the craziness in action. Posted on Wednesday, February 27th, the headline from the story we got from a newhothiphop.com, hot, hot, I'm sorry, hotnewhiphop.com, must actually get that one straight. This is the headline, Alex Jones reunites with Joe Rogan, says there's an alien base in San Francisco. As this was going on, it was just a wacky thing that was happening. We'll get to the story in a bit, but a bumper response of 3.48% from the 10 story. That means that many more percentage points of engagement in Facebook and Twitter as opposed to uh, the original story in 10. So um, I'm just going to read. This is a very quick article, what's there. And if you go to the link that's going to be on our website to this week's podcast and this actual story, inside the link to the full story is the YouTube embed of the podcast. Uh, I believe it's the full podcast and not just the um, not just a teaser. Uh, so um, Joe Rogan has sometimes little bits of teasers that goes out in line. And then, of course, the full episode. This one looks like the full episode. I can't see it from the um, from the thing. But I'm going to read you very quickly, essentially, what our friends at Hot New Hip Hop, our new friends, our very new friends. Go check these guys out a lot for this kind of stuff. Here it goes. Get your popcorn ready, folks. Alex Jones is on one right now. The controversial host of InfoWars is always in the news, mostly for the insane statements that come out of his mouth. Much like any other day, today we've got more of the same. The Joe Rogan Experience is easily one of the most enjoyable podcasts out there with each episode bringing interesting questions, buzzworthy guests, and tons of content to roll off of. Today, Alex Jones stopped by to reunite with Joe Rogan, chatting with him and getting off some of his theories on for Rogan's huge audience. One of the wildest parts of his rant has to do with aliens and cyborgs, including an apparent alien base in San Francisco. Obviously, none of this is public information. If Jones is to be believed, he's helping us by spreading the wealth of knowledge. However, it's difficult to believe anything he says. According to Jones, so take this with a major grain of salt, the government is putting pumping, quote, astronaut level, quote, humans with DMT and other drugs and sending them out to make deals with aliens. Seriously, this is a real thing that Alex Jones went on about. Quote, the media is not going to cover this. They literally have an alien base and they are making interlasting deals, unquote. Apparently, all of this is being facilitated through the use of DMT and the other psychological drugs. If Jones is being truthful, this is crazy. If he's not, it's still pretty crazy. And as they said, you can watch it below, watch it live because it's because um, it's stream live uh, the whole show. And then, of course, put back for the um, thing. 
So yeah, if you want to, if you've not seen this yet, not heard about this yet, you however you get the Joe Rogan experience. If you're a fan of it, if you go to the link in this week's website, on the website for this week's episode, you can see the link and the the YouTube uh, embed for that in that one. And trust me, if you've not been an Alex Jones uh, purveyor. Just taking a little bit, and a little bit goes a very long way, I, I promise you. The next story, two arrested in buffet brawl over crab legs. This we pulled from NBCNews.com Thursday, February 28th. On this one, a bump of response of 4.81% in the story. And this is one uh, that got some quick, maybe not so quick, uh, viralness. It took a few days for it to turn into a bigger story. Some of these smaller stories in smaller places do. And that's what happened with this one. So we'll get a few lines from this one, and I'll just let you kind of soak in the ambiance of the story. From the AP originally, Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama police say a dispute over crab legs at a dinner buffet ended in a brawl that left two people facing misdemeanor charges. Huntsville police officer Gerald Johnson said he was eating at the Metro Buffet restaurant when the fight broke out. Johnson tells WHNT-TV that diners were using service tongs like fencing swords and plates were shattering and a woman was beating a man. Johnson says diners had been waiting in line for crab legs for more than 10 minutes and they lost their tempers once the food came out. Station reports Shikata Jenkins uh, is charged with assaulting John Chapman, who suffered a cut in his head. Chapman is charged with disorderly conduct. Court records aren't available to show whether either person has a lawyer. We're just going to leave that one right there and let you let that one, pun intended, marinate for your own enjoyment. Is the foldable phone going to be a real thing? Well, everyone's trying to test theirs out. And we get this from the seven story this week. This one gets a bump of response of 5.96% from the eight story. The headline for this one reads, Highway's new foldable phone will top both Apple and Samsung in price, costing about $2,600. As we said, Tuesday the 26th of day, this was posted, and the bumper response of 5.96%. A few lines from that story and the craziness that apparently is foldable phones coming from CNBC. Highways launched a foldable smartphone on Sunday, striking back at Samsung just days after it launched its first consumer-ready foldable device. Huawei launched the Mate X at the event at an event at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. The Chinese tech giant said the phone will start at a whopping price of 2,299 euros, approximately $2,600, and will be available in the middle of 2019. That price tops the high-end Samsung Galaxy Fold, which will sell for an eye-propping 1980, 1980 as well as Apple's premium iPhones. American officials have warned against using highways devices out of fear they may enable Chinese spying charges the company denies. Meanwhile, highway has found itself stuck in the middle of a tensions between the U.S. and China in the race to roll out the 5G networks as well. So big money in phones, foldable 5G and otherwise, and whether this is going to be the next fad, whether the flip phone is back in a whole new form factor, I guess we'll find out fairly soon if these things catch on. But they, of course, have to catch on as promised jesse smollett is not in the news this week at least not in our countdown for the news this week but he wasn't the only felonist actor entertainer uh, doing things wrong in chicago this week that had some issues this week we're dealing with a lot of r kelly r kelly indicted on 10 counts of aggravated child sexual abuse posted on friday february the 22nd this was the highest posted the highest engaged facebook post of the week 
just on Facebook alone, a bump, a response of 23.38% from the number seven story. I'm going to read a few lines from this story. The source we have from this one is USA Today. Obviously, this was a big one everywhere. R&B star R. Kelly is in police custody after turning himself into Chicago police precinct Friday night, hours after he was charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. The grim-faced singer, 52, arrived at the station at 8.15 local time. The Chicago Sun-Times posted video of the arrest Kelly handcuffed under a blue jacket as he was led into Chicago's District 1 police office. The, quote, singer-songwriter Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, is under arrest in the Chicago police custody. Uh, the defendant will appear in court tomorrow afternoon, which he did. Now, this got really, really interesting really, really quick. R. Kelly, because of the backlash from a lot of the charges that were placed here, not specifically the charges that he's actually charged for, but just in general, and because these are rumors that have been going on for 20 years, has had some issues uh, financially. He's lost uh, some money from some deals. He lost his record label deal flat out. And he says he had a very bad contract with his studio, making it a little overpriced, something you do when you're kind of famous and have extra money to toss at things. So because of that, he's out of cash. He was given a hundred or a million dollars a bond, but that means you'll have to pay $100,000, 10% to get out. And he spent the weekend in jail because he didn't have a hundred grand. And now apparently he's having some beef with the lady who actually put up that part of the bond because he's R. Kelly. This story is going to get weirder faster. So if you're into R. Kelly, keep up with it. If you want to get the more details from this one, just click the link that you'll see for this story in this week's podcast website link at our website, thisisconversation.com. This will be under wrap-up 2019-0302 for the weekend, the date that it's released. And you can see this plus links to all the stories we're talking about in the podcast right there at the website if you miss out on and want to see more about what's going on or link to things that do show more and deeper in the stories. The next story is very sad, and it gets a little long and convoluted, so I'm going to paraphrase it. If you want to kind of go through the actual exchanges that are given in this story, make sure you check out the link at our website for this week's podcast so you can see what's going on or search for it. You'll be able to find it. This is something we posted on Friday, February the 22nd, and it is a bumper response from the sixth story of 21% of engagement. Here's the headline posted from BoardPanda.com. Woman's last text exchange with friend before he took his own life is a painful reminder to take care of our friends. And right now, I'm going to just go ahead and inject it right here because it becomes a more of a it's almost a meme in itself. But uh, talking about the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, because if you are a person who's dealing with thoughts of depression or sadness or just debilitating something and are feeling not so great, there is someone manning the phones or someone to chat with online 24 hours a day to talk to you on that issue, whatever issue it is, 1-800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and get a chance to talk with something, chat with something. Or if you're looking for ways to help the cause or, or actually to volunteer, there was a uh, scene inside the fairly popular TV show going on right now, A Million Little Things, that has a recurring character or a, a main character who's dealing with suicide. Um, the, the show is about a man who commits suicide. Of one of the, the main characters almost commits suicides, and there's the ongoing thing about him and his depression. And he actually called the suicide prevention hotline and asked to volunteer. So if you're looking for ways to help, 
you can do that as well. But back to the story, back to the main part of the reason why we're bringing this up. So in this article, you can you'll see a short exchange between a woman and a friend who was having apparently a bad day. Bad enough that before she could even get to him, she actually was working on a project and had to work on it for a while. But before she got to his apartment and text, hey, I'm here, come let me in, he had committed suicide. I'm saying he kind of, yeah, he committed suicide. So the exchange goes back and forth. And so there's a lot going into the whole thought process of this is sad. If your friends are in need or seem like they're in need, make sure you check on them. There's a counter uh, argument going in here that's saying, you know, it's not quite as easy as go check on your, your good friends or your your friends are in trouble. There's a bit more complications into the issues of people who are not doing so well and that, you know, just going to check in on them is going to fix everything. Sometimes it's even more complicated than that. But to get the full gist of the whole exchange and how the conversations inside of the actual conversations went you need to go check this one out. I can't. I cannot begin to kind of boil it down into something that's easy to digest. You just got to go take it, check it out yourself. So go to thisisconversation.com and click on the link for this week's podcast so you can see exactly what I'm talking about here. This one goes a bit off the rails, maybe a bit more than the one by Alex Jones we had earlier, if you can believe that. But this is a story about a man behind bars who, once he gets out of bars, may have to well, Takashi 69 will reportedly enter witness protection after jail. Friday, February 22nd, the day we posted this with a bump in response from the number five story of 34.2%. Yeah, so let me just read you a few lines from what we have. This is from, oddly enough, Cosmopolitan because they love them some 69. Uh, rapper Takashi 69, also known as Daniel Hernandez, might not get nearly as much jail time as he originally reported. According to TMZ, he probably cooperate with investigators, he might get a lesser sentence with the possibility of witness protection. Takashi pleaded guilty to nine felonies, including racketeering, conspiracy, firearms, offensives, and narcotics trafficking back in November. He also admitted that he hired someone to shoot rapper Chief Keefe. He was facing a minimum of 47 years and the possibility of a life sentence. Now it looks like the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York You've heard that one before, has decided, quote, to not prosecute 6-9 for the crimes set forth in counts 1 through 9, unquote, because of his cooperation, which means he'll probably get fewer years behind bars. So you have to go click on the link and go through deeper in that one because it's it's really, really weird and convoluted, as these all things tend to be for some reason. But there you have it. 6-9 is probably not going to spend as much jail time as the probably not 47 years for all he basically pled to, but he's going to witness protection, so you still won't see him when he gets out? Well, we'll see how that works out. Can you have a, a, a music label deal and not be seen? Tupac does it, so why can't he? guess we'll find out very soon enough. As we advertise in this podcast, we stay away from what's stuck on the breaking news chirons, which means we don't do a lot of the big Trump stuff. Because you already know the big Trump stuff. We're trying to have the conversations that are getting lost in those bigger conversations. So this is one that we had to put up there because it seemed like it was sort of contradictory in itself. And you guys agreed. It was a little silly. It was a little much. And it put it in the top three for this week. Trump plans salute to America on Independence Day. 
This gives a bump response of 8.64% and posted on Sunday, February 24th. A few lines from the Voice of America website where we got the source, but obviously this was a big thing all over the internets, and yeah. Let me just read a little bit and tell you what some people said about it. U.S. President Donald Trump says he's planning, quote, a salute to America, unquote, this in Washington on the 4th of July, the country's Independence Day, to replace his planned military parade that was canceled last year. This is a quote from the tweet. Hold the date. We will be having one of the biggest gatherings in the history of Washington, D.C. on July 4th. Several hundred thousand people have gathered for years on the National Mall. This is not the quote. This is actual fact. On the holiday with the concert at the Capitol at sunset and mid-evening fireworks. But Trump said his celebration will be held at the opposite end of the mall at the Lincoln Memorial and include, along with the fireworks and entertainment, quote, an address by your favorite president, me. That part was in the tweet. Of course, Trump, inspired by France's Bastille Day parades, had called for a military parade on last year's Washington's Pennsylvania Avenue for the annual Veterans Day commemoration on November 11th, which was, which in 2018 was marked as the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. Apologies for the butchering of that. I will keep butchering as I keep reading. Planning for the parade was called off when Department of Defense officials estimated it would cost up to $92 million to bring in troops military hardware to Washington. Local Washington officials also voiced concern that the rolling threads of military tanks would tear up the city streets on near the parade route. So early this month, Trump told reporters he was considering the idea of a parade again, which he quickly corrected himself to describe the event as a gathering. There was no word Sunday on whether the July 4th event will include the military. So President Trump is going to have a party for Independence Day. Okay, sure. He's going to have a party across the street or the other side of the mall of the one they're already having. Okay. He's going to be there to make an address. Okay. He's not going to have as many tanks as he promised, although tanks have not been overruled yet. Okay. So you thought this was one that needed some talking to, and it did. As I said, the number three story for this week, um, it's amazing that – these things keep happening, but it does, and we only can produce the stories based on what you say. You thought that was three. Wait till we get to the other two, and you'll see exactly the difference in those. So moving on to the number two story, one that we really posted sort of as kind of a joke. Some of these stories are kind of silliest things, and apparently you guys either remember this or just got so enthralled by it that it became a big thing. Um Here's the headline. Hanna-Barbera's The Banana Splits to return as a horror movie. Saturday, February 23rd, they was posted with a bump of response of 47.32% from the three-story. I'm not going to read much from this, but it basically goes through um, a couple different sources uh, trying to reimagine the Banana Split show, which was one of uh, the big uh, Hanna-Barbera Shows that which um, had people in in costumes, really big, weird looking costumes. Um, The characters' names, Bingo, Flieger, Drooper, and Snorky, uh, running around doing things and just being silly from back in the uh, 70s and early 80s. That's so maybe even the 60s, maybe earlier than that. So this show may come back, may come back to haunt your dreams in a new way, not because people in really big, scary costumes are really big and scary, but they may actually be some sort of horror-ish type of thing. 
It's sort of now just being bantered around. To get more details, go to the website and click on the link for this week's podcast and get deeper into the story. We got it off of Boing Boing. Uh, Jason Weisenberger wrote it up on the story. We actually posted it much later. It was post- It was done earlier in the week, and we just kind of tossed it in there on the weekend, and it turned into a story that you guys really seem to care about. I'm not sure why. I'm never really completely sure why, but if you want to tell me why, please respond to us. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Finally, although I have to often tell people this is not meant to be a blacky black, 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 black leaning uh, recap show, uh, when blacky black, 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 black leaning things pop in here, they do get a lot of response, which does you know go to toe for the fact that I am blacky black, 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 and that you folks out there either really, really care about those issues or you find them a bit amusing which is why I am so impressed by what is so far the highest responding Twitter story of the year, at, at least within the ranks of the original eight days that we have it posted. Some stories over the over a while gain a little more after that, so this one may not be the top of the year on Twitter yet, but it's pretty effing close right now. Let me just, well, stats first. Tuesday, February 26th, a day it was posted. This is the top Twitter story, as I already said. It gets a bump of response from the number two story of 29.82%. From the number 10 story, which was the story on Navy Federal Credit Union not getting their money in for deposits, a 373%. And from the number 202 story this week, oh, I didn't tell you that. We have 202 stories. So that's how far we went in in original postings this week. 6,771%. So there. What is the headline? Salons just brought back Black Planet and Black Twitter is scrambling to find their logins. Blackplanet.com. Do you remember Blackplanet.com? If you don't, you're probably not quite in, in your 30s yet. Black Planet was one of the original um, sites for... It was sort of a a, a, a gathering. It's sort of like a, a Facebook before MySpace, before Friendster. It was meant to be a social network in the sense that Yahoo and Google did when they offered up accounts where you could you know see people's information and use their their services. It was essentially a, a Yahoo with all the accoutrements minus the search engine without being Yahoo, made for black people. You had profiles with pictures. You could do dating stuff there. You can chat on stuff. You can network. It was what it was. So because of the technology at the time and just sort of the uh, the weirdness of the time where it basically turned into a lot of spam and a lot of just uh, weird dating stuff, it went away like most of the old web stuff did. And then Facebook is now sort of the king of all these kind of things. You assume they happen there and things pop off. Well, somewhere in the middle of the back of her mind, something went weird. And I'm going to read you a few lines from Hello Beautiful where we got the news on this one. Although Black Twitter, as we said, was all over it, we had to find an actual link for it. And this is one of the first ones we found. And this was one of the most colorful ones. So without being blacky black, black, black facts, here we go. Just when you thought Solange couldn't get any blacker, she went and found her Black Planet login. Solange announced a Black Planet takeover on Instagram and Twitter sending social media into a frenzy and everyone hitting the lost password buzzer. Solange is single-handedly reviving the OG social network that originally launched in 1999. Radio One, our parent company, acquired BP in 2008. According to people in Solange's camp, the Grammy Award-winning artist and fashion icon is in love with the nostalgia of Black Planet and wanted to collaborate last year, but it didn't work out. 
quote, I was going to release the Beatles cover on Valentine's Day on Black Planet, but couldn't figure out how to work Black Planet in 2018. She tweeted that, then deleted that one. She nevertheless persisted, and now people are flocking back to the site in hopes to find her album. While there's been no mention of an album, you can find her newly announced tour dates, never before seen photos, and moving images of Solo. The custom page was created by Lula Delo, who said the project took a year to come into fruition. Now, let's back up a little bit on that one as well, because Solange actually did something today that we didn't post in because of things going on. She actually posted new actual album tracks, and I don't believe they're actually on Black Planet, but... This is past that whole thing. So apparently she really, 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 really was into this and wanted to do this. If you're really that nostalgic for Black Planet, go to the website and click on the Forgot Password button and see if you can get back in. I have not, well, I don't say I've been fighting the urge not to do it. I just have no desire to go back to that one. You know, At some point in time, you have to you know, leave your old life alone. And we're not going back there. Awkward times, really weird times, huge glasses. It, it was it was. It was not the great time. But I've had a great time this week going over the top 10 stories as per you going on. And if you guys want to get back into your Black Planet and go back to nostalgia, by all means, that's great. If you want to go back to nostalgia for some past episodes and special effects from us at The Conversation, you can do that too as well. That's by going to the website, thisistheconversation.com. So we have the past episodes of the website, past episodes of the podcast, I should say, and other great features at the website, including uh, places to visit our fine sponsors who help keep this thing going. And hopefully we'll get me some reading lessons before this thing is over. To be a part of the actual voting process, I want to call it a process, you just follow us on social media. Go to TH underscore conversation on your Twitter and go to This Is a Conversation on your Facebook. And as the posts come in, as the stories come in, as we put out links to things out there, let us know what you think about it by liking, loving, sharing, hating, replying. Do what you do to engage with the actual post, the most post engagement, uh, Solange with the most Twitter engagement this week, and, of course, uh, R. Kelly with the most Facebook engagement this week get ranked when they're all racked and stacked and sorted out. Uh, Very, very, very interesting week for how things worked out. As we said, this is not promoted as a blacky black, black, black talk of a podcast or news reviews, but I am blacky black, black, black thinking, so maybe it is a thing. If you think it's a thing, if you have a problem with it being a thing, or if you like it being a thing, let us know by responding to us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to go ahead and get into the housekeeping and talk about the 202 story this week, the almost relevant story of this week, and a little extra housekeeping on how we're going to try to tighten things up a little bit and hopefully make more room for some interviews and make it so that if we don't have one, we can still get along. We're not going too crazy on the time. All that coming up in just a bit here on the wrap-up show from This is the Conversation with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending March the 2nd of 2019. I talked about my awkward large glasses I wore back in the 90s, but if I were living back then now, if that made any sense, if I had to, if I could shift myself in time and come to right now and get out of that experience, which is horrible going through that experience, I'd be very happy because a place like Warby Parker exists and that place exists out in the ether of the Internet because I don't have to go there. I can shop for my glasses online and they will send me frames to try on 
and trust me to take them, send them back if I don't like them. I can try them on, see if I like them without having to wander into a store and be stared at by random people. They will send you a quiz, or you take a quiz, and they'll send you a bunch of phrases based on what you think you like. And you check them out, and the ones you like, you keep. Or if you got your, your specs ready, you know what you want, you are down for the count, you just shop for your glasses online. They give you the best service available. And this was based on essentially making a complicated thing very simple. How come it's very easy to go out into the middle of nowhere and take care of people with very inexpensive glasses, people who can't afford expensive glasses and can't afford to find their way to a glasses shop, obviously? How come you can do that for those types of people, people out there, and can't do it for somebody sitting in the suburbs or living like right across the street from the mall? How come their experience is so expensive and just so gaudy? So Warby Parker puts together great-looking glasses, great made glasses, and makes the experience a breeze. It's experience, it's it's lovely. So check them out by going to our website at thisisaconversation.com slash Warby Parker, and you'll get a special discount for using the link we have there. This is the conversation.com slash Warby Parker, and you can get a special discount for that link. And of course, all of the things that come along with it. They have sunglasses, they have regular glasses, they have your uh, bifocals, trifocals. Yes, some of us are that old. And they'll take care of that. Plus, they'll give you links to actual locations. You can go to a Warby Parker store if there's one near you, but why would you have, want to even do that when they'll send the glasses for you to try home? at home for free. Check them out and they'll take good care of you. W-A-R-B-Y Parker. This is conversation.com slash Warby Parker for a great deal on an already great experience to get you the pair of glasses and sunglasses you want, you need, with less hassle and less price. Let's start off with the housekeeping for right now, and then we'll get into story number 202. 202 separate, different, distinct posts this week, and we're glad that you uh, enjoyed as many as you can. Obviously, all 202 is quite a bit, but we always enjoy seeing what pops up in the top 15, which ones were the ones that really resonated with you. This one um, obviously didn't get a lot of time to get a lot of love into it because, as we said, we shift these things from Friday to Friday. So we're going to do a little bit of shifting in the time frame as well. We're going to we as we as in me is going to get up a little bit earlier and hit the cutoff date for the actual uh, things into the feed. We're going to see if this causes an issue for things overlapping or not overlapping. So far, of course, last week was a later catch because it was a late a late catch in a day. But we're going to cut this thing off still on physical Friday where I am in, in the central time zone. Just instead of waiting till around 8 or 9 o'clock, we're probably going to cut it off around 4 or 5 in the morning and then see what happens from there. That way, stories that actually get posted on that day have a chance to grow to a good feel and be in the countdown without having some overlap, unless it's something that posts uh, very, very early that gets a lot of big love, probably from overseas. We'll see how that works out. That's essentially the biggest part of the housekeeping that we have for this one. We also are going to think about doing housekeeping in the third segment, although that would make the rounding out the top 15 that much longer. So we'll see what happens with that. We may do that if we have issues where we have um, have have guests. That may help out the timing for the guest stuff because all three segments will be popped together. 
So that's how that may work out. As far as anything out of the ordinary, this is a week that had nothing really weird that got popped into the the listings that would really affect anything. We didn't have a lot of multiple posts on big stories. Like we said, we are out of the Jesse Smollett stuff, so which we posted something every single day for an update. Everything we had here was essentially a singleized post. That's not grand correct. A single post on some sort of idea and kept it to that. And that's essentially how things go on. It's amazing some of the stories. And we get to the ones that didn't quite make it in, some of the stories that didn't quite make it in this week, how big they were. But it this is the name of the game we're playing, and we're glad you're playing along every single week. As we always say, just follow us on Facebook and Twitter. TH underscore conversations is our Twitter handle, and this is conversation.com for Facebook. Also same for, for Instagram as well. And as the stories come in, just interact with them so that you get a chance to tell us what the good stories are. We think these week's stories, they're always good stories because you pick them. But this is a very diverse batch of stories based on what was going on here. So very quickly now, let's get to the number 202 story. We call it the almost irrelevant story of the week. As I already said, uh, it's the lowest ranked story. And it should now have a bit more ranking, a bit more number-wise, because it's not literally posted 10 minutes before we do the cutoff. So it has some actual time to kind of live in in what's growing. It's, it's, it's being out there. This one didn't get it much, but this one is something that really does affect or may affect you. And that's the irony of calling it the almost relevant story because it's normally just a story that gets pushed in because of time. It's just where it gets put. But it turns into something that really does mean a bit more to you than you would actually originally think. Unfortunately or unfairly, it just doesn't get posted in the right place where you can see it. This one's in the form of a press release, uh, but the stories bounce around back and forth. And we got we just got the story from a write-up, and we just the link was to a press release, so we just went with it. FTC brings first case challenging fake paid reviews on an independent retail website. What this means is the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is announcing a very first case it has against um, a what is calling a independent retail website. Uh, that independent retail website is AmazonVerifiedReviews.com. So that website is a place where you can pay money to get fake Amazon reviews. Five stars mostly, sometimes lower stars to make things go down for people, to help people make their products seem like they're better. We know that fake reviews is a big problem with basically all sites. There's just spammy things going on, and it's so easy to make fake accounts and blow things up. But on Amazon specifically, where people live and die by reviews, some rightfully, some wrongly, and the reviews that go out there, some bad, some good, some with reason, some without, uh, can really do damage to people's business and sometimes their lives. So the first case going against a website that's doing this, that specifically uh, Amazon Verified Reviews, um, uh, as the issues was there were some capsules uh, being sold as an appetite suppressant, fact-blocking, weight-loss pill that you know, were basically nothing, uh, but because of the fake review saying it was great, people believed it and they bought more of the nothing, which is kind of bad. So that was a story posted at number 202, at least by the rankings, posted earlier this morning as per recording is on Friday morning. And this is the almost relevant story of the week. It's a lot more relevant than you think, and it probably won't get the play that it should get until it becomes closer to the end of the trial. You'll probably hear more about this later. And when you do, uh, just you know, bring it up again, and we'll try to look for more stuff on this. 
If these things are helping you or not helping you, let us know by responding to us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com so we can know what we can do to work on improving things. So in improving things and hopefully getting out this thing on time or closer to earlier than normal, coming up next, after the break, shout outs. And of course, we're around at the top 15, wrapping up the show in just a mere moment here on the wrap up show with Jay Cleveland Payne from this is the conversation.com. This is for the week ending March the 2nd, 2019. I've been challenged to produce another daily podcast. And unwisely enough, I'm going to jump on it. The good news is it's not really another daily podcast. It's just revamping a formerly daily podcast to be back to being daily. And we're going to start with five days a week uh, as opposed to seven. Seven is kind of a bit much. But we're going to do a five-day-a-week daily podcast. And we're going to revamp the already recently revamped to one day a week, the Project Positive Message. So it's that simple. If you're already episode uh, episodes in on the new version or newer version of the Project Positive Message, you're already in the game. If not, see how far I'm up for the challenge. And we're going to start it coming up this Monday, this week on the 4th. So I already have one in the can ready for the week. I just have to revamp it and make sure I have five for the week. And we'll go from there. Are you ready for daily motivation, a daily dose of positive? Well, we're going to see how long we can keep that going again. And you can see how it goes by checking out the podcast at jclevenpain.net slash the project positive message. jclevenpain.net slash the project positive message. We're going for five days a week of morning motivation. We're going to try to keep it really tight, really short, really simple. Sometimes I ramble, as you know. We'll see how it goes. Let us know how it goes by emailing me at jclevenpain at gmail.com to see if I'm doing a good, bad, or whatever job in this project. But we'll see how long we go with the daily issues coming up starting in a few days. The Project Positive Message podcast found at jclevenpain.net slash the Project Positive Message. We did reach out to William Shatner this week to see if he had time for our interview segment to play the uh, the brackets game, but he was a little busy being William Shatner, so he couldn't make the time. So if you know someone famous, infamous, just someone who just really into the news, let us know so we can maybe get them booked in to play the brackets game and do that more often. Send us an email at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. That's where it is. And we'll try to get someone in there. We love playing the brackets game. I love playing it and I'm going to keep playing it until somebody gets in and becomes a real thing. That's what we're going to do. Now, let's get some shout-outs in, starting off with the Facebook shout-outs, because that's the page I'm looking at right now. Shout-outs going out to Rebecca Davis, Carl Prime, Jessica May, Derek Jones, Robert Hughes, uh, and also Kwame Abdul-Bey for some inputs this week. Let us know what was going on and that they enjoyed some things we had going on in the conversation, sharing, liking, replying to things going out there. A couple from the land of the Twitter include 40billion.com, Kevin J. Donaldson, also Cesar Ramirez, Charlize Bouquet, Sheriff A. Hoover, Darren Brady Harris, with the little weird symbols in there, Ledog, thanks Ledog, and JasonSmallwood.com. So thank you guys for responding on the twits to let me know that you enjoyed some things going on here inside of 
the conversation and the wrap-up show. Let's go ahead and start the wrap-up process and get into the final five. Uh, wrapping up the uh, rounding out the top 15, the stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10. Starting off with the 11 story posted on Saturday, February 23rd. The headline, Botswana Moles Lifting Elephant Hunting Band. I'm going to go to that story very quickly, although there's not much to say, but Botswana is probably going to lift the band of hunting element, elephants. But just to kind of get the sort of flavor where it came from. The BBC is where we got this one, obviously. And this also proves how this is a bigger deal, a bigger deal globally than just getting away from Trump stories on the news here in the States. A report by cabinet ministers in Botswana has recommended lifting a four-year hunting ban and the introduction of elephant culling. After months of public meetings and and consultations, the report by ministers also recommends the, quote, establishment of element meat canning, unquote, for pet food. The number of elephants in Botswana is estimated to be around 130,000, which some argue is too many for the ecosystem. There is increasing conflict between wildlife and people. But others say the country's tourism has grown dramatically since the ban came into place and that the lifting of it would affect the country's international reputation for conservation. So, of course, are competing factors in this deal. One is something that we see here locally, literally locally in, in, in where I'm living in Arkansas, especially where a lot of, there's a lot of wildlife and less land for the wildlife because the people are going into it. We're seeing things where bears are in neighborhoods and deer are in the neighborhoods and coyotes, a lot of coyotes in neighborhoods because where we're living now used to be the woods they used to live in. Uh, Botswana, same place. There's a lot more people and the tourism there, so people are encroaching into those areas. So there's a whole lot of elephants wandering through places where people don't want them wandering. And since there's so many elephants, you don't want to just waste an elephant, so you could feed your elephant to your pets. Okay, but um, obviously there are issues for people who are environmentalists, people who are who love the animals that have issues as well. We'll see how this gets brought but out. Obviously, this is a big deal because you guys voted to get it in here. But the more amazing thing, and it's always amazing at the stories that pop in here. The more amazing thing is how high it actually ranked in this week. Barely, barely, I'm telling you, it barely missed out on being the 10th story. We were going to talk about Botswana and elephants instead of Navy Federal Credit Union just by a sheer hair of things. This story is was number 12 this week. 90210 star Lake Luke Perry, Lake Perry, Luke Perry hospitalized with stroke. We posted on Thursday the 28th, so yesterday as we uh, recording this here. Of course, um, he is still not doing so well. The earlier reports of the updates from this is that uh, friends, family, a lot of folks are sending thoughts and prayers and hoping for a hopefully recovery, a uh, good recovery from Luke Perry. What we do have is, of course, this thought process that a former teen heartthrob and just kind of heartthrob in, in an older age is um, getting much older. And it's reminding us all that we gotten much older. Luke Perry is 52 years old and he talks about, you know, in these days, you know, it's he doesn't bring it up because he doesn't like the show and it has nothing to do with who he is right now. He actually has a current job playing Archie Andrews dad on the CW's uh, Riverdale, uh, which if that's kind of ironic that he it was the kid who had no dad in a, in a teen show made, filmed by adults where he's the adult of a teen. Well, that gets complicated. The big story is Luke Perry, uh, 52 years old, so he's not 
massively old, having a stroke and now trying to recover from uh, the attack. We are, of course, offering up thoughts and prayers for someone we like as a as fans and just because Luke Perry seems like an okay guy. So we want him to get better as soon as possible. Let's go to Nike in the number 13 spot. Nike's facing some heat. The official headline we had was Nike facing backlash after Zion Williamson's shoe explodes. We got this from Business Insider, which would write this story, as you believe, from this sort of angle, a business angle, as opposed to a lot of the other angles that it was put out there, including a Onion article that said that the six-year-old who built this shoe uh, got fired for building a defective shoe. Why do we care about a shoe put on the foot of a possibly future millionaire, or at least we thought would be a possible future millionaire? Well, here's the deal. There are some very serious issues in the NBA right now. In fact, I believe they've already passed it, uh, the, the, the league regulations, to change the age that you can enter the NBA back to 18. Now, back when that happened, we had stars like Kobe Bryant and we had stars like Tracy McGrady and guys like that who had actual talent and their ability to take that to certain levels was a great thing. And then we had a bunch of stars who weren't quite ready for the big time, but because of the money, they took a shot, which they had every right to be, and it you can say it ruined some lives. Some lives. Some people figured it out. Some people got some money and moved on. Some people were just basically floating around random places in Europe because they didn't know what to do other than play basketball because that's where they were pushed. Zion Williamson has a massive talent and probably could have went pro right from a high school and you know with a few years of, of, of seasoning been an outstanding player. But he's doing his one-and-done year at Duke, and because of a big game with national attention, Duke, North Carolina – uh, having his shoe literally explode on him and getting injured from that uh, may have jeopardized the money he could have made now or can make in the future if it doesn't heal right. It's it's a very complicated issue that comes down to a simple problem. But as most simple problems are, that's why they hold up complicated issues. This next story, we went around sort of buried the lead in the story but it was a weird comparison that popped up on the Internet that prompted me to actually post this online. Because at first, when the news came out, I wasn't going to go with it. But then I saw the actual I, – I actually thought about this, and then it popped up in other people's heads. So it was, it was fate to put it in there. And you guys put it in there and ran it up the flagpole so quickly, it almost made it into the top ten. At 14, the headline I posted, which I had to um, edit it a little bit because I was doing it for my cell phone – Bryce Harper's contract with the Phillies won't outlast Mets Bobby Benilla payments. As we said, Thursday, February 28th is the day we posted this. So here's the very quick deal on this one. Bryce Harper, formerly of the Nats, the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, uh, a Major League Baseball player, uh, is came. he basically went to the majors. He didn't spend very much time in the minor leagues. He went. Uh, came out of high school, did his thing, and went to the Nats very early. He's only 25 or 26 years old. So giving him a $13 million contract isn't such a necessarily weird idea. People play baseball for forever if they, if they stay healthy. Paying him $300 million or so for that contract life isn't that much of a big deal since you're paying him for 13 years. In fact... Of the top five uh, big signees in the last um, couple of years, uh, 
a bulk of them get half like 13-year contracts. So whatever that means, they're just signing young guys with a lot of talent for long-term contracts. And, you know, you can trade them. You can, re- you can redo the stuff, stuff like that. Here's where it gets a little weird. Bobby Manila, who played for the Mets and hadn't played for any baseball at all since 2001, is still on contract with the New York Mets. He's on contract to 2035 because of deferred payments on um, on a buyout from actually acquiring him. And so he hasn't. It's 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 an amazing contract, war, known as one of the worst contracts in the world. And by the way, 13 years later, once Bryce Harper's contract is done, Bobby Manilla will be owed four more years worth of, of contract money from the Mets. And by the time Bobby Manilla is, is all done, he'll be 72. The man hasn't played baseball in 18 years. He's still getting uh, every February, I think, because it's it's a it's a it's an internet joke. Every February, he gets a check from the Mets for a million and a half dollars. So don't blame the player or the player in this case. Players let them get the money they can get. If they can hold on to a great some contracts and like the um, like NFL. They get a big number, but they don't necessarily get the the money. So if they can get that cheddar, go do it. Blame the very bad lawyers who are taking a risk and they crap out on it. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Story number 15 for the week. Uh, We will read a bit of this one because it just you have to read it to really understand it. The headline for the story is McDonald's customer flies into rage over apple pie not being ready, comma, gets arrested. Sunday, February 24th on this one. As you say, story number 15. So you guys cared a whole lot more about this one than I would have thought you would have. But it is what it is. I can only read the stories that you tell me to read. Here are a few lines from the foxnews.com website and their write-up. A Georgia McDonald's customer was arrested for disorderly conduct last week after she flew into a rage over apple pie not being ready soon enough. Anna Louise Guti Baltazar went into the Covering Georgia McDonald's location for the sweet treat. When she ordered, she was poorly told there would be a five-minute wait before the pie would be ready. According to Fox 5 Atlanta, the woman experienced uh, expected to receive the snack for free because of the wait. When employees informed her she would not, ha- she still have to pay, she became aggressive. Start screaming and using profanity at the employees, aggressively walking towards her, punching her fist into her hand. Quote, said Covenant Police Officer Justin Scott, Fox 5 reported. Police were called to the fast food location and arrested the customer for disorderly conduct. A reported $837 citation. Another quote from the officer. A dollar and six for apple pie versus $837 disorderly conduct citation. Her car was towed too, so you can stack a tow charge on top of that. No one was injured during the incident. It was not reported whether or not the woman paid the fine. And I am reporting right now that we are officially done. That is the wrap-up show for the week ending March the 2nd, 2019. I am still Jay Cleveland Payne, and I am very always happy to do this thing for you. Round down all the stories that you said were important on the week while we didn't totally ignore what goes on for the big chirons, the big top freaking news stories. Yeah, I watched cone coverage for essentially wire to wire the other day. 
But yes, there were other things going on. And we're glad that you cared as enough, cared as well, cared enough to tell us which ones you thought were the bigger stories, so we can talk about them here. If you're not a part of the conversation, or at least getting in your views on the conversation, it's very simple. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at th underscore conversation. We're on Facebook at this is the conversation. We're on Instagram at this is the conversation, and of course, our main website, this is the conversation dot com. If you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you can respond to the stories as they go live. You can be a part of the actual conversation and your engagement with the stories, good, bad, and different as you like, love, hate, share, and reply to the stories. Give it a higher engagement score, and then we put them all together, and it tells us which ones are the tops per view. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll get a copy of the image we have for the top five per day. We do a check-in in the middle of the day, and we see it so we can see which stories are trending the best. Not the full uh, weighted average, but just kind of a good idea of what things are going to happen. You can kind of see where things are going towards the end of the week. If you want to respond to what's going on here, just go to your email machine and send us an email via the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Stop by our website and you can visit any of our great sponsors. They all uh, enjoy being a part of this and helping us keep this on the air. This week we put a big spotlight on Warby Parker, so that's going to be the Warby Parker uh, this week, and we're glad to have them here. And they offer a great experience on glasses because we all we are all getting older. We're also start thinking about those glasses. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do it at anywhere. Your favorite pods are listed. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spreaker. We're on Google Podcasts. We're basically any place that you can look for us. And if you look and we're not there, let us know. We'll see why we're not there and get listed as quickly as possible. Of course, it always helps when you share the love of the conversation. So share us with some friends, share with some enemies, share us with random strangers. In fact, as you see random strangers walking down the street, tapping away on their phones, take their phones away from them, subscribe to the podcast and hand it back to them and they will thank you profusely. They always love it. Every time someone tells me what happens, they always talk about the love they receive from sharing conversation and instantly subscribe people to their podcast just because they're there. Trust me, they will love it. Find out more about what other thing goes on in my life, if you can call it that, at jclevenpain.net or email me at jclevenpain at gmail.com. Once again, I am jclevenpain. Thank you so much for being a part of the global conversation, meaning one of the best conversationalists talking about the biggest stories that you guys care about, not just what you're being told you care about. Next week, we're going to give you 10 more stories that you guys, you people out there, tell me are the most important so let's do it let's have some fun let's get out there and get engaged and of course start great conversations with other people i love each and every one of you and we'll see you next week from the wrap-up show from this is a conversation.com <laughs>